What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I am here with Shang, my man. We got Tyler Smith in the house. We got Weed Dog. My kid is sleeping, which is why it was like, no, before. I have to just... As soon as she falls asleep, I'm like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I know. I can, I can relate. Uh, we got, we got Nick Newell coming on the show today. Oh, I don't nice. know if you know who Nick Newell is. Nick Newell is a fighter with, born with one arm, Shang. And, no, no, I know, I know. And, uh, now he's in Bellator. He lost his last fight. I thought he actually won that fight. It was pretty close. He went like, he's I got a record of 15 and three, uh, which is insane. He won over 400 college and wrestling matches in high school, which is also, uh, and uh, he's a badass. He's a, he's a real badass. So I'm, uh, I'm happy. I'm really happy to have him. And he's got a good sense of humor. He's always telling me to roast him, which is funny because, like, he's like, yo, what, you know, when are you going to make fun of me? You know, so I make a bunch of one-arm jokes. And then people get mad. They're like, you're picking on a guy with one arm? But, like, he's the one. The one-arm guy to kick your ass. That's what. Exactly. Number one, and number one, he's, like, asking <laughs> you to roast him. So it's, it's, it's never the person that you make fun of that gets mad. It's always the person on behalf of other people. Right. I want to be. I want to speak on behalf of all people with one arms, uh, which is annoying. By the way, I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Marijuana is legal in California. Get it delivered right to you. Don't uh, don't wait. Just get it right to you. Uh, go to speedweed.com. Don't go to the dispensary right now. Just stay inside. And if you're gonna go outside, get some fresh air uh, and get some weed delivered right to you. Shang, do you live yeah. in like a do you live in like a cult? There's always like half naked women behind you. I they I I don't live in a cult. They are right there. They 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 don't. Uh, they they they're uh, they they have a short attention uh, span. But this is your house. Uh, we live here, all of us. Like there's oh. about thirteen of us. How many are there? Yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. House. I'm kidding. Fuck it, dude. I live in a house with thirteen people. No, it's not thirteen oh. people. No, no. Huh. I, Shang's one of like the weirdest. Like you're like I, I like know you so well, and then I don't know you. There's like there's like no 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 no. It's it's, it's not yeah. They're, they're not half naked people. They're they're a couple. Yeah. And you know uh, do you know Sandy Brown? Yeah. Yeah, Sandy Brown and and Amory and David. They all live there. Yeah. Okay, in your house. Yeah, well, I was living by myself before. I, I'm not for a long time. And by the way, that beautiful woman behind you is Amory Lee. You can follow her on Instagram. She's got hundreds of thousands of followers. Hey, uh, she's always twerking. And that's her boyfriend, David Delazero, another funny comic. Um, so listen, I'm excited about Saturday. I uh, Are you? Yes. Are you kidding me? I, 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 I normally do shows on Saturday, Zoom shows. And I'm like, fuck, I'm moving mine to Friday. I, I'm excited to watch fights again. Like this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, but I mean, do you think that it's going to have the same? I'm going to absolutely watch it. But I'm saying, do you think it has the same kind of vibe? Because I watched the one down in Brazil, and it's so weird. It was just a big empty place, and they're just going at it. So you don't have anybody to cheer you on when you are kicking somebody's ass when you're knocking somebody's eye through their asshole. I mean, honestly, like that Brazil card was good, but this, but they stacked this card. You know, there's so many bangers on this card. When you have Anthony Pettis versus Donald Cerrone on the undercard, 
When that's yeah, on the undercard. On the undercard. The undercard, yeah. Two 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 monsters. And uh even though I still I still think Pettis is still I still think Pettis still got that fire. I think Cowboy is starting to come to the end of his yeah, no. they both are. I mean, they both are. And I think they, they're both acknowledging it too, which sometimes is what makes for the best fights. When two guys know that they don't have that much left in them, it's yeah. sometimes when they're just like, Fuck. Oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, at the same time, it's like, what scares me a little bit was when he said, Cowboy didn't show up. Donald Cerrone showed up. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> actually, nobody showed up for that fight. Yeah, uh, so, because Donald Cerrone and Cowboy could fuck people up. But, uh, <laughs> but by the way, so they're saying, uh, so Dana White said today that he thinks he's trying to make Usman versus Bosfidal. But if that doesn't happen, he's not ruling out Conor McGregor versus Bosfidal. Uh, which, crazy. I mean, just the talk, the shit talking alone. For that fight. Right. I think. I mean, there were, I mean, I think. Because sometimes, like, you think, like, I thought it was going to be Cerrone versus McGregor. It was going to be a lot of shit talking. There was none. But it just seems like. There's never shit talking with Donald Cerrone, dude. Donald Cerrone is just. Cerrone is like, if Cerrone can't be your buddy before the fight, that fucks him up. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're not getting. I mean, which fight do you think will be better uh, if if they choose? I think it should be Usman. Honestly, I really do think it should be Usman. Yeah, 100%. I think I think I think Masvidal, Masvidal and Usman deserves the shot for sure. Absolutely. Uh, so give it to him. There's no point in having Connor fight Masvidal right now. No, man. but what's going to be the more exciting fight though? Oh, Connor Masvidal. No, no. no. I, Ty, come on, Ty. Are you serious? Are you? Yes, serious? I'm serious. More exciting? No, man. Okay, so Kamara Usman is exciting to you, sir. He can bang. What are you talking about? He can't. He the only the, the only the Tyron Willie fight. He showed it. his wrestling was off the fucking charts. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but it's not exciting, dude. He beat the shit out of out of Tyron Woodley, and it was the most boring thing I've ever seen. I got I got to agree with I got I got to agree with my man right here. I just Shang, look, I love Usman as a fighter. He's a great do, fighter. Yeah. But there have yeah. been many fights at the end where he's been booed by the crowd. Whether it be uh, Maya, yeah, all of his fights. The, uh, <laughs> well, except for the <laughs> yeah, fight. yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Kamaru Usman as, as a fighter, as a complete fighter, is fucking phenomenal. Whereas Conor but McGregor, like, McGregor has never been yeah. in a boring fight. Even fights he's lost with Khabib, he's never once. You've never seen a McGregor fight and be like, well, "That sucked." Uh, <laughs> That's true. I mean, and when he fought Diaz the first time, even though even though he lost. I gotta give it because I was I was rooting for actually I was rooting for Connor to win that one, and um, but when he lost, it just it was still exciting the way. Honestly, he lost. I think what happened there was was he hit Nate once or twice and was like, wait a minute, you're, spo- you're, you're supposed, supposed to fall out. I was at both of those fights, and I was also mad because I bet I had like a 19 fight parlay on that fight, and like right. like the first one lost. And I had 18 in a row hit, and I'm just beating wow. myself up for fucking betting on. I think it was like Chaz Skelly or something. But even though I think what I think what happened that fight honestly is that McGregor was fighting at 45 and 55, but he was making 45 at one point. And Nate Diaz doesn't look that big on TV. I think maybe his body type, but when you stand next to Nate Diaz, he's a fucking tall. He must walk around at like 210. 205. Minimum, minimum. I'm, I, so, 
I might even San Jose. So I think when he walked into that fight, McGregor against Nate Diaz, and he was like, "Oh shit, this is a this is a big dude. Like this isn't yeah. like I'm, this is not Joe Aldo, who you know, or or this is not Chaz uh, Chad Mendez, you know, who I'm physically just bigger than. You know, right. this guy's. So I think that also fucked him up a little bit too. But, but no, but you know what I no, I think that Diaz towards the end of the fight, even towards the end of the fight where um, Connor won, how Diaz started like tagging him, man, and had him against. Yeah, that him. was a se- that was the second fight. I think he came into the second fight with a whole different game plan. He and, was like, yeah, I'm he started. Gonna... I mean, Connor's head looked like it was on a, a bobble swivel. He was fucking him up, dude. He yeah. dropped him three times in the first round. I mean, who drops Nate Diaz three times in the first round? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then again in the second round. But the first round, he almost finished him. And Nate was like, you couldn't finish me. You couldn't finish me. Well, like, when a guy's saying, you couldn't finish me, and that's what he, that's not a good sign. Right. <laughs> like, but the first fight, I, I, I swear to God, Diaz, man, he's like a, he's like Frankenstein. He was, he was bloody, cut, and he just kept coming at him, and he was tagging him. And then when he got, when he got him on the ground, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. Dude, when I was, I was at that fight with Jay Heron and Mike Pyle, and Mike oh, Pyle, wow. and Pyle was like playing the flute and drunk. And Jay Haran was like, I can't believe this fucking guy could fight. Like he's, but that fight also, that wasn't even the main event. <laughs> the main event was Holly Holm versus Misha Tate. Yeah. And that was when Misha Tate came back and beat Holly Holm. I, and out, I was so proud of her because there's a girl that her whole life has been second best. You know, uh, it was like Ronda Rousey, Misha Tate. Her whole life was defined by the girl who lost to Ronda Rousey, you know, and for her to win, I, I was just so happy for her. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted, I, I like Holly Holm though. I like Holly Holm a lot, but I was happy she won. But I was like, damn, I really like Holly Holm. You ever have fighters that you like both? Like when the the baddest motherfucker belt. I was like, I like both these dudes. <laughs> I like Masvidal a little bit better though, because that uh, motherfucker's a killer. He just the way he talks is like, no, you know why I like him more? Because he's yeah. like, he, he backs, he's backed up everything he said. He's got the fastest knockout in UFC history, dude. dude. I almost started crying when that happened, bro. I was so upset. But I, I did a podcast in Vegas. I had it was me, Colby Covington, uh, Kevin Lee, and Dean Thomas all came to my to my hotel room in Vegas to a podcast, right? This, oh, cool. And they thought they were going to like ESPN. It was like in my hotel room in this fucking rag attack. And Colby brought Masvidal, who just like got stoned in the corner the whole time. He didn't want to be on the show. But he was the nicest fucking dude, most polite, nicest, really? like, just a cool, like, give me a hug at the end, like, great show, man. Like, he's like, this is awesome. I thought this was good. He was so happy it wasn't ESPN. He's like, this is fucking great. I could just smoke pot in the corner. Like, <laughs> he, was, he was fucking awesome. You know? So, uh, but he's, yeah, a, he's the serious dude, man. When you get in the, I like every fight I've seen him in. I just feel like people don't realize that motherfucker, man, his closing in a distance, like he's over and he closes distance so fast, like pow, he's on you. Yeah. You ever, you so, ever see his uh, Kimbo fights? Oh uh, yeah. I, you know, I watched him on YouTube. That motherfucker could go in the backyard fight to me. <laughs> no, but yeah. that Masvidal was one of his dudes. Masvidal was one of Kimbo's yeah, I didn't realize it was hey, him. Bro. I was like, oh shit, he had really, and I'm hearing his face. I was like, oh shit, that's Masvidal. Dude, you ever see the Toby Amata uh, fight with Masvidal? No. There was a fight in Bellator. I wish I could – I could probably share the screen. My wife said there's a way that I can do this. Yeah, it's – there's a – Right button. in the bottom, right, right in the middle, middle of the right bottom. It says share screen. Share how, do screen. I, how do I put a, how do I put a, a video up? 
like a YouTube video. Oh, you have jump. to just be playing it on your computer. Yeah, play it and then hit share screen. All right, so this and then go to the. Let me see if this works, dude. There was a this this uh, Toby Amada. This was a Bellator fight, and he was beating the shit of out of uh, Mas. I mean, Masvidal was beating up Amada just bad. Uh, and Toby Amada had one of the the baddest um, chokes I've ever seen. Uh, Masvidal Amada. Oh yeah, that one. Yes. I and uh, yeah, here's the highlights. So okay, so how do I? All right, so I got. How do I do it? Go. Hit share screen at the bottom of the uh, Zoom window. Yeah, share. Yeah. Open. Uh, what do I? Zoom. Yeah. Oh, I have to. I have. I have. I have to click something. Yeah. All right. I guess. We'll, I guess we'll do it later then. Anyway, uh. Look up Toby, Toby Amato versus Masvidal. Yeah, I remember that. It was like a, it was like a reverse triangle or something. He had him in the air. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. yeah. He shit out of him, and he and this dude put like and a he just like threw a triangle up yeah. while, while Masvidal's holding him, and he just fucking squeezed. Masvidal was asleep. But you know what's crazy is that I was watching that with Joey Varner, me and Joey Varner, who uh, used to be a, he's a great guy. We we wrote a lot of the sketches for MMA awards together, and he's a real funny guy. I used to work for WSOF. He's a, Right. He trained a bunch. And he was like, dude, Masvidal is the next big thing based on that loss. And I was like, like he told me that 10 years ago. He goes, the really? Striking. And I was like, really? But you, didn't he just get choked out? He goes, trust me, this guy's the next big thing. That's when you, that's, that's when you know a guy knows MMA. Yeah. When they see a guy lose and then they could still – like I remember uh, when Brock Lesnar lost to Frank Mir in like a minute – Remember he lost by heel yeah, yeah, yeah. arm, whatever. But but it was uh, Frank Mir was doing a dirty shit because he tapped and he kept cranking it. Yeah, you're right. I, it made, but, it made I me remember, not like Frank Mir. It made me go, "You asshole!" Hey, no, you crank till the ref pulls you off, bro. If the no, ref but no, he no, he, but he tapped. It doesn't matter, dude. Okay, so you tap like this, ref doesn't right. see it. I let go. Fight continues because the ref was like, "I didn't see a tap." Okay. Yeah, it was more of a Mazagati thing than a Amir thing. Mazzagatti, you know, Mazzagatti, I'm serious. Like, Brock, remember when Brock, no, there was a video when Brock Lesnar watching that going, fucking Steve Mazagati. And then he came yeah. and he just punched the door and like broke the door in his own house during one of the countdown specials. But, yeah, because it is Steve Mazagat. Like, if you see a dude wrenching on the guy's knee and he starts tapping, your job is to hop right on there and pull it off. Otherwise, that guy's legs get ripped. But, like, my, yeah, but, my, yeah. but my point you know? was is that is that Dana White, I think in an interview, said Rampage was sitting next to him in that fight and said that guy's going to be champ one day, that big white dude, uh, even though he lost in like a minute and a half. Really? You know? um, it was also a weird stand-up too. Like Brock was on top of him and they stood him up. Yeah. Yeah. But it's when you could see somebody lose and go, that guy's going to be really good one day. That's when I think you you kind of have a good eye for for knowing what fighting is, you know. Like when I first, you can recognize like uh like he got beat versus maybe he made a mistake and got caught. Well, it was like Max Holloway versus more inexperience and got Max Holloway versus Poirier. Remember when Max Holloway came out and uh, and Rogan was like, "Ooh, this guy's gonna be the future," even though Poirier beat him quickly. It was sort of uh, the same thing with the Kevin Lee Al Iaquinta. Like Kevin Lee came out, lost to Al, but they were like, "Whoa, this kid's gonna be good." 
Yeah. This happens all the time, you know, especially in the yeah. UFC when you get like your first fight against Ally Akinta. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that it was more that than anything. And I still thought he still showed that he could still hang in there. Yeah. But, but and I still think that even though he said he's taking a long break, Kevin Lee is no joke. You know, he, that motherfucker. Could well, now he's saying joke. six months. No, he said it was going to take a, a break for a yeah, while. Yeah, not, but now he changed it. Yeah. Oh, now he changed it now. Six months. Oh, don't ever listen. Don't ever listen to it. Well, he had ACL surgery. He's saying, "Don't ever listen to a guy after he loses like that week, because there's got to be so many emotions going on." And, like, right? Shit. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's like when I used to say, "I love you" after blowjobs to girls. So that's I, like, that's, <laughs> you know how many times I said I love you, and then I'm like, "Why the fuck did I say that?" Like, uh, I didn't mean that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like, that was the, that was my dick talk. I was going to ask you guys since I knew this was going to show today. I was watching the countdown. Who do you think? I think they were wrong. Who do you think is the best wrestler in MMA? Got has the best wrestling. And I I personally have two people tied. Best wrestler today or of all of, time of all MMA or in the UFC? Uh, in the UFC, you got to go Cejudo. He won the gold medal. UFC Henry Cejudo. Oh no, yeah, okay. You say I mean, that, that kind of goes without saying though, because that's like okay, he's an Olympic gold medalist. He's obviously the best wrestler in the UFC. But the best wrestler for MMA is probably Khabib. You know? Um, wow. Well, Yoel well, Romero. Yeah, but he hasn't used his wrestling anymore. You know? Yeah, I mean, who's, just, like, who's effectively... Them bangs. Yeah. Who's yeah, but he's still a great wrestler. Um, I would say... I mean, Khabib... Yeah, Khabib... Because Khabib's wrestling isn't like... It's not like freestyle wrestling. So, right. it's so you don't think of it as like wrestling it's more of like sambo jujitsu wrestling fucking khabib smash <laughs> I mean, it's I khabib, the, that's khabib grappling that's well, like his I, I own thing kyle, i thought the kyle crutchmer who um was like a three-time all-american and he, he trains with khabib and i said how would khabib do let's say ncaa's were tomorrow and yeah. he goes he'd be, and he probably he goes he probably plays top eight yeah division one which is amazing right but there's Division One champions in wrestling right now. I mean, you got guys like Phil Davis who won the NCAA's, or Gregor Gillespie won the NCAA's. Yeah. But at the same time, it's how effective is your MMA wrestling? Like, I mean, GSP wouldn't have won the NCAA's with just a double leg right. because he didn't know other things or didn't use them. But you don't need to. It's kind of like with Jiu-Jitsu. It's like. I mean, there's super high-level guys probably that can do, like, electric chairs and vaporizers and all kinds of shit. But it's, but it's the rear naked chokes and the arm triangles that probably are going to be the most effective, you know? Well, uh, how, come, how come you guys didn't even mention Cormier? DC. I was going to say Cormier. I was going to say Cormier. Think, I don't even think of DC as being in the UFC anymore. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, well, he still is. <laughs> I know he still is. I know he still is. But I feel like he's just like, like, this thing's going to be over and he's going to be like, no, he actually says – you know, no, today he said – I read the article today. He's waiting for Stipe to sign the contract. He said, what oh, yeah. are you, he said, what are you waiting for? And he says he regrets that loss the most because he's, he says he's better than Stipe. He goes, John Jones is better than him, but he's better than Stipe. That being said, it's like, look, anybody will tell you, it doesn't matter who the better fighter is, who's better that night. Right. right. Uh, I agree. Adam, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, but if so, you know you're better than someone and they were better that night, then that pisses you off even more. Of course, and it's like, I know I can kick this dude's ass six ways to Sunday, but Sunday came and he beat my ass. Like, well then fuck. What like what am I doing? 
You know, like you he also didn't. They also didn't listen to his corner in that fight. They were saying wrestling. He 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 wanted to knock him out. I think it was ego driven. Right. Uh, it was definitely ego driven because if you look at the fight, the second fight, uh, he was winning. He was winning up to the point where he got just fucking clocked. Body. I mean, he mollywopped him at the end. But uh, but at the same time, I think Cormier. In the first fight, I I didn't see that coming that way. I mean, Jesus oh, Christ! I don't think anybody saw. I mean, Cipe just crumbled. He crumbled like there was somebody underneath the mat and just grabbed his legs. Because so he hit him, and and then they showed the replay. You see Cipe's head literally looked like it expanded for a second, and just ugh, done. That happens a lot though when you don't expect the guy to have that kind of power. I think. So. Oh yeah. The second fight, Cipe was like, "Oh shit, this guy can crack." Yeah. Uh, the first fight, he was For like, sure. he's basically a 205 pounder. He's three feet smaller than you. Uh, yeah. he, he looks like fat and out of shape. Stipe is probably going, come on, I, I spar heavyweights, like boxers. Like, what is this guy going to do? I mean, at one point, Stipe was calling out like Klitschko and he was calling out, you know, the what? Tyson Fury. And Stipe yeah. was like, I mean, ima- I mean, if, imagine what those guys would do to him in a boxing match. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Uh, uh, Shang, these MMA fighters are calling out boxers because number one, they're going to get 30, $25 million as opposed to 500,000. 500, yeah. And number two, if they lose, it's like, yeah, I lost a boxing match. Like, who gives a fuck? It's not like I, I know that I would beat him in a real fight. So yeah. it's really, it's a, I mean, no, everybody saw when Connor fought, um, Mayweather and thought, look how much money he made. <laughs> and, and, he didn't really get beat beat up. I mean, towards the end, he was getting his head rocked. I mean, Connor was getting his head rocked, but he actually did pretty well. Yeah, but I, I was. I watched that fight in China. I was I was in China and I watched it at noon because it was like a day later. Are you Sunday. serious? It was Sunday at noon. I was at a bar, and I was like floored with how good Connor. I had him winning like the first four to five rounds. First three rounds, but then no, Floyd started walking well, him down. Yeah, and I they, mean. He won the first three rounds because Floyd didn't fight the first three rounds and just watched him and was like, okay. okay. Well, boxers will say that Floyd carried everyone. People that know boxing will say Floyd carried him, but I don't know. And then other people. No, but you know what Floyd said? Floyd gave him all these props, but he said, I knew from watching him in MMA that he couldn't, after third, fourth round, he, he fades. He said, that's when he started turning it up. And if you watch the fight, Floyd started turning it up on the fourth. He started rocking him. And then you yeah. saw when you saw Connor start just falling back and just his head going back. I thought Floyd's going to eventually either knock yeah, him there's out. There's no point in getting in a fist fight with him when he can beat you in a fist fight. Like if you're going to sit there and stand toe to toe with them in the first three rounds, there's a chance that he's going to catch you. Right. So like, there's also a rumor Floyd, that like, like, I can play like, defense, not get hit, know every pickup, every single pattern Connor's going to do, every combination he's going to throw. It's the same thing over and over. I got his plan A, B, and C. He doesn't have a plan D, and I got D, E, and F. There's also, so a, rumor, there's also a rumor he had to put, like, $10 million on himself winning in the ninth round the night before really? or something. So, but you know what? I, I see. I hate when people say, oh, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, fuck it, man. If you feel you're that cocky and that confident. Yeah, but yeah. Floyd has done that. Floyd had – when he fought – when he fought um, Cotto, he said, Cotto can bang. Cotto was – he said, but – he wanted to prove a point that he could stay in there with somebody like that. Floyd's, uh, I mean, defense-wise, honestly, I don't know any MMA fighter. If Floyd, 
a younger Floyd, because you got to think Floyd's 42. Right. Right? A young Floyd, when Floyd used to bang. Floyd used to Floyd knock would, people out. He used to knock people out consistently. All so the time. I think a lot of boxers, you know, a lot of boxers would really, if they if they went against a, a top MMA guy, I don't think they would last that long if they really went on them. Oh, uh, who, the MMA guy wouldn't? And the, I think the MMA guy would get mopped. Of course, in boxing. Oh, in boxing. In boxing. In boxing. Yeah, yeah, in boxing. yeah. But, well, but the money, but the money, I would, I, oh, come on, man. Dude, but when I, first of all, I, I, when I opened up for Michael Blackson, Floyd was in the crowd, and he had a girl giving him a head massage for an hour, <laughs> and then two girls on each side. Like, that was his, yeah. like, the girl's whole job was to give him a, 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 some hot chick with her tits on his neck and massage his head. That's um, a good like, life. That's a good life. <laughs> Like but, you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be complaining. Oh. <laughs> you said you wouldn't be complaining. <laughs> I wouldn't complain about that. Yeah. Oh my god. No. All right, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Like, but like, I, like MMA fighter that wise, I was why I because the fight pass. I love fight pass. By the way, I text Adam and told him I just love it because you can really go back and see fights that were like awesome, ridiculously awesome. And I watch the people who can box like George St Pierre. That motherfucker's jab is legit as shit. Yeah. His whole game. Yep. His whole like, game. G- like GSP, arguably, to me, still, even though he's out of the game and everybody says whatever, man, if you watch, G- man, his wrestling was, he would always fucking take people down and just, it, he, he is one of the best, period. I yeah. still give it to, I still give it to, even though he's a, being an idiot towards the end, I still give it to Anderson Silva because some of the shit he did was fucking mutant shit. Like uppercut elbows and then fucking knee you and then get you in a fucking you know plum fucking lock and just I mean, make what your he face did, mush. What he did to Rich Franklin, I went back and watched Rich the first one, like last week or two weeks ago, and people forget how dominant Rich Franklin was. Like Rich Franklin was beating the was shit out of people, and Anderson Silva went in there and made him look like he didn't know how to fight. I know, but that that like, chael, that first Chael Silva fight was the most upsetting fight. Because Chael said he was going to do it, and he got into his head. He's beating up school teachers. He called Rich Franklin like a math teacher. He's yeah. beating up a bunch of math teachers, this and that. And then he beat the shit out of him for four and a half rounds. Four rounds and 50 seconds, dude. Like, if four he just would have ran seconds. that last yeah. round, if he would have just not engaged. But his ego, no, no, you know what it was? It was his ego. He was winning the fight. But also, Anderson Silva said, there's a documentary Sean has said. I know what he said, but that's bullshit. But I'm he sorry. did it. He did he exactly He wasn't what he planning said. on letting the guy beat him up for four rounds so he could choke No, him he out. wasn't planning on letting him beat him up for four rounds. But the move he said he's going to use, he used. Yeah. And not only did he use it, while he was using it, he was caving his fucking forehead in with elbows. I know. I just wish the Chael would have not gone to the but ground. Chael's ego, you, are you kidding? Chael's ego was going to let him... It wasn't ego. It was, it was ego. He should have ran. Well, it wasn't even that. Like, so for the, for the jujitsu people watching that triangle, him set up that triangle, like a minute before he throws his legs over his shoulders, you're like, Chael, what are you doing? Exactly. Like, all he needed to do was this. Posture up. Just, just keep your back straight and throw punches. He literally had his head like laying on him. Pushes his hand and is like, oh, what does he do? Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, I'm in a triangle. Fuck. Like, for some reason, like, I don't equate it to what Cormier did with Stipe because I think Cormier knocked him out the first time and was like, I'm going to knock him out again. I think with Chael, it was 
what I was doing for four rounds was working. So oh, why yeah. not do it the fifth round? Yeah. I don't think it's ego. It's just like, look, if I'm doing something that works for four and a half rounds, why do I think that it's not going to work the fifth round? Now, maybe, maybe his corner could have said, Chael, the fifth round, his only shot is to knock you out or submit you. So just let's just fucking and have a have like a word for it. Like I know, like when we're coaching, we I I not, if a guy's on his back, if I say flee the mat, the ref will take a point because you you, you can't flee the mat from your back. But you don't want to get pinned. So what right. I do is I say, who has a girlfriend? And the kids raise their hand. I go, what's your girlfriend's name? The kid one one year it was uh, Takira. I go, when I yell out Takira, it means flee the mat, right? I remember one time I go, who has a girlfriend? And the guy goes, we're virgins for life and, and dabs, which was another whole thing. But <laughs> if Chael's corner, corner would have said, look, man, here's the code word for virgin don't engage, you know, then he would have won. I, I think maybe that was the corners. I mean, if you're a jiu-jitsu guy, Tyler, and you're seeing that, right. shouldn't coach have so, so I'm the, yelling at him to stick his knee in his butt and say postured up and just sit there. Or stand up, like at that point. But you can't say no, no, he was so much, his legs. But he was elbowing him in the fucking face, dude. It wasn't like he was just setting it up. And Jujitsu, all everybody he was watching going, he's about to get caught. But he was elbowing him in the face, so it was like Exactly, but his guard wasn't closed either. So his guard wasn't closed around his back, and you're getting elbowed in the face. So fucking stand up. Like, what do you but do? So, but then, but because that's what Adam said. He said, this has been working. I got him. Yeah. And you can never do that with somebody at a level of Anderson Silva. That was No, oh, you're a blue belt. What should he have done? Correct. For me? Yeah. I think he should have just picked, picked Anderson up, slam him on the ground, and win the fucking fight. I'm Dude, trying to pull it up first, right now. My first day of Jiu-Jitsu, my first day, I had just only watched MMA. And some kid put a triangle on me. So I picked him up and slammed him. That was my move. Dude, the, the, look, they blew the whistle. They were like, you can't do that. I go, but I, I saw this huge black guy on TV do that to him. Yeah, I, I disagree. Like, I disagree with that rule completely. I, I understand, like, in competition, why you're not allowed to pick people up and slam them. But if we're really trying to teach people jujitsu and you can't avoid being picked up and slammed if you have a triangle on, like, you're wrong. You fucked up. Yeah, but in MMA, in MMA, why can't you? It's not MMA, his like, fault. But in, in MMA, I always wondered why can't you spike people in MMA? You break their neck. You break their neck, Adam. That's why. What kind of fuck? Like, like on their fucking on their head? Yeah, you break their neck. The, when Rampage Jackson did that in Pride, I thought dude was dead. It, no, but you can it, do that. You can you can do that in MMA. Yeah, that's legal. That's legal. You just that's can't completely legal. You can't spike them straight down. Like straight like No, you can't spike them straight down. Yeah. I know, but there look, you could break someone's neck by fucking by rear naked choke. You could put you could break someone's neck. It's, like, oh, it's a little different when you do it that way. I mean that's it's that's, almost like the it's almost like the um <laughs> Adam doesn't give a fuck. Why like a defenseless like what? defenseless receiver? Yeah, right. exactly. where it's like, okay, they he he can't do anything. You already have the guy up in the air. He literally can't defend himself now. So if you choose to turn him onto his head and throw him on his head, that's like that's fucked up. Because you're getting the takedown. You so already got the takedown. Like, Adam's like, I got the takedown. Why can't I break his neck? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, What's wrong with that? I want to kill him. I want you to the new bare knuckle boxing. It'll just no. Be I'm just, I, I was just, no. I, like I, I, I didn't realize that you could break <laughs> their break their neck. I've never done it to someone. I've never seen it. I've always thought that like 
it was an effective way to to get people off you. So I was I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize you could actually break someone's neck. I've never seen anyone's neck get broken that way, but that makes sense why you you can't. It just seems like you can break their neck by spiking them down too, by slamming them down also, can't you? Well, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's it's it, no, it's a different it's a different angle. It's it's head. What you don't want straight. is the head to come down this way. Your your head can go back this way all day. Like you'll be fucked up, but you're not gonna break anything. If your head, if your chin goes to your chest and you get pressured that way, it's done. Like right. you're done. And the, and the, and the like, best, like what, like Crazy Horse did, right? And I wish that I could uh, have the uh, the uh, share meeting thing. But like, remember when Crazy Horse picked up that guy and just started like spinning him around like a child? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Feel like a child. Yeah. Hey, dear. Well, he basically on picked the guy ride. up. And just started twirling him yeah. until his his head hit the side of the kit the, the fence, right? Yeah, is that legal in UFC? Apparently, apparently. But no, I'm saying the that best. Was, the, that was in King of the Cage. Slam. It wasn't in UFC. He did that in King of the Cage. The, the two best slams, three best slams. Guy out of Oklahoma that you had. Uh, um, uh, he's out of Oklahoma. Uh, what is his name? He's a comedian. Oh, Gerald Harris. Gerald Harris had one of the best slams I've ever seen. Oh, 1,000%. He, he did it like to like eight different people. He just kept doing that fucking slam. That, I, I yeah. say, Gerald, I, I got to give it to Rampage. That shit, that, that highlight. Tyler, you seen that? That highlight was oh, like, I oh, my that. God. That was like my whole my whole MMA game for the first six months I, I trained. It was like, I'm going to let people get me in a triangle and just fucking pick them up. How did that work out for you? It worked out great. Worked, well, that's when I was fucking struck. Like I was deadlifting like 500 pounds. So like you put me in a triangle and you're going up. Like you're coming. Period. Up. Right. Yeah. Period. Doesn't matter right. who you are. But it, I say rampage and Tito Ortiz. I, Tito Ortiz. Even though I, I, I think that he's up there too when he was at his peak. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah, he that motherfucker. That's a master. He's a, that is a strong motherfucker right there. I think that he's underrated because of his, you know, personality times. But yeah, he I mean that was never an easy fight. Any anyone fighting Tito was always in for a fucking fight. Oh yeah. Always in for a fight. Uh Nick Newell. We were here with Nick Newell. <laughs> How's it going, man? How are you doing? What's up, man? Nick's, Nick's one of my favorite fighters. Good guy. Uh, signed a four-fight Bellator contract. Um, you were getting into fights on Instagram recently or Facebook? What happened? I, I just saw your post saying you're not going to engage with people on Facebook anymore. Uh, why was everyone getting mad at you? You were trying to open your gym? No, I just posted something. I was like, hey, man, it'd be nice if, like, I could uh, – if they could come up with a plan where I can open up my gym and – and uh, the people that don't feel safe can stay home and and uh, and still collect unemployment, but the business owners can operate. And everyone was like, "Oh, you want to kill old people?" And I was like, "No, I said I can save." <laughs> Wait a minute! They said, they, "How did they make that leap?" Yeah, you want to kill old people? Someone was like, "If if the economy opens, then I have to go back to work, and I could die from coronavirus." And I was like, "Well, there's." I basically said that there should be a plan where you don't have to go back to work if you don't feel safe. You know, I yeah. have a wife that's pregnant, and I have grandparents that I love. Like, I don't want anyone to get it. It's just, I was like, oh my god, it's just getting frustrated. That's like a very, that's like a very rational reason and thing to say. I mean, why would you? I mean, that's just, why would anyone get mad at that? Yeah, I don't know. I, 
Uh, hey, it's America. Let's exercise some some <laughs> personal responsibility and decision making. And if you want to go, go back to work, <laughs> no, is that no, is that your gym right there? Like, like I train with people, and if you feel sick, then stay home. Right. Exactly. No, is that your <laughs> rocket surgery, man? No, is yeah. it, now is that your gym you're at right now? Yeah, that's a great gym. Holy, it's like shit. a Costco. Like, wow. So this is. So this is Nick Newell's gym in Connecticut. Yeah, it's called Fighting Arts Academy CT. Fighting Arts Academy is my gym uh, that I trained at. It's in Springfield, Mass. But mine's in Milford, Connecticut, my hometown. So I have like 20 bags. And then it's like 6,000 square feet. I have a, a competition size cage. I have a lot of Wow, good for you, man. Now, I thought like you retired. I think you retired more than Jay-Z. Uh, no, keep, once I retired. Once. You keep, I know. You keep retiring, but then you come out of retirement and then beat everyone, and then you beat everyone up. So that's that's uh, so you're not retired, right? You're so you're you're now your your last fight, by the way. I thought you got robbed. I thought you won the first round. Second round was close, but you won it. Third round you didn't win. But you looked a little Look, tired. What happened? Well, here's the thing, and in, in this I take my own responsibility for. I, I was moving into this facility at the time. So I had another gym, but I was building this gym during the day. So I would go train people, train, and then uh, work on this gym, building this gym to save money myself, and then go train. And I wasn't getting anything out of my training sessions. I was going through the motions. I wasn't pushing. I wasn't driven. I wasn't excited. I just did it because I wanted money so I could, like, pay for this gym. But uh, it was stupid. It was dumb. I learned a lesson. Even though I've been doing this for like 10 years, it was it was not a smart decision because I was burnt out because I did three fights in five months. Like, that's crazy. And, and you got a baby. And you got a brand new baby. So I was like riding the momentum of my last win. And I wanted to enjoy it. And I was like, no, I could tough it up. I can do this fight. I can do it. And I told myself, but my heart wasn't into it. I worked so hard to get to Bellator and get that win. And I won that win, and I was still riding that high, and I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get motivated for it, and it's my own fault, and I learned a lesson. Well, I and still think you won, though, for real. I, I thought I won too. I mean, I didn't get hit at all the whole fight until ten seconds left from back in with one punch. It's the only time I got um, hit the whole fight. I was just more tired than him, and uh, and he took this way more serious and came in super motivated, and and I mean, it's my own fault. So like, I'm gonna take responsibility. For that, even though I thought I won, I'm not gonna like complain about it. He he was he wanted it more that day, and I learned a lesson. And, and now that's never gonna I'm never gonna let that happen again. Well, your guillotine is amazing. So Shang, obviously, I don't know if you know, so Nick Newell is the only fighter in, ever to have one arm and just be fucking everybody up. Uh, he um, but your guillotine is so tight, uh, and you you finished off almost everybody with that guillotine. He was able to survive it. Did that kind of fuck with you a little bit? No, no. I just, uh, I just, to be honest with you, I was just mentally out of, out of it. And, and I had just fought. This was my third fight in five months. And some people could do that. But with a kid at home and a new business, I just had too much. I was, I had too many, uh, irons in the stove and I had too much shit going on. And I, uh, you know, after that, I stopped. I did some things. My legs got tired. I bought exercise bikes and, like, come up with a system on, on how to – I train now to get my legs super conditioned. I, I switched some things up with my training, and I hired people 
to teach classes at my gym. So I wasn't teaching classes and training and doing all this. I, um, I, I lessened my workload so I could focus more on, on my fight career. And I have to live with this my whole life. So I'm obviously very upset about it. But okay. I changed, I changed the things that, that I needed to change and did the things I needed to do. And I was completely ready and super motivated to win my fight on March 13th and it got canceled the day of. Well, let me, let me ask you a quick question. Do you think that, um, I, I, people say sometimes losing, we were just talking about it. Losing made you realize you got to put things in categories and perspective and your motivation. Like, like I got to focus and motivate on, on that period when you're doing it. So you had to put other stuff aside because sometimes yeah. you have too much shit going on. I think when you have too much shit going on, it fucks you up on the focus you have to do. Yeah. My business, um, was doing, was doing like, uh, really good. And I had all these people coming in and I was trying to sign people up. Like, Hey, you should sign up. You should do this. Like, Oh man. And I was like, missing part of class that was like signing people up and they were like so in this class do you like and it's like that questions but like i'm really like taking the time and i'm like no i need to be a fighter yeah. you know so this class fight someone was like hey i said just come in tomorrow early if you want to sign up like i'm not i'm 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 gonna beat this man's ass and and it changed something changed in me and, and you know i the, my problem was i was just too content and and i feel like i'm making excuses so i don't really want to talk about it too much but everything that happens to you you deserve you deserve that because you make these things but i'll never question my motivation again and i'll never take a fight if i don't want to look at that well listen man i mean i was was looking at some of your old fights last night i was like so happy because i hate talking to people and not like freshening up on people but yeah the fact that you went to high school wrestling as a freshman lost 17 matches in a row you started off 0 and 17 and then you won 400 matches in high school and college, which is fucking amazing, dude. Like, the, this one little setback of a split decision loss, which you really didn't lose. If you look at the bigger picture, Nick, I mean, damn. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I, I got back to my roots and I started wrestling more, too. Because it was like, oh, I'm a good wrestler. I don't need that. I'm going to wrestle this guy easy. And then I started doing striking all the time and, and – and jujitsu and stuff like that, and you kind of get away, and I just kind of got back to that balance. But I overall, like between off season two, off season, season, and college and everything, yeah, I've won a lot of matches. I ended up being all state my senior year, captain my college team twice, and uh, when I fight, I mean, look at any of my fights uh, and watch the striking, and I I win the striking in all the fights except for uh, Gagey beat me, but I almost I got him too in the fight. I hurt him a couple of times. So, I mean. Yeah, well, yeah. by the way, who do you have this week? Because I know that you fought Justin yeah. Gaethje. Uh, who do you think wins, Gaethje or Ferguson? That's a tough one. I feel like um, Ferguson actually has more tools uh, to win and more weapons. But Gaethje, I think, hits a little bit harder. And, like, Tony won't be able to break him mentally. So, like, Tony – got in there with Pettis, who's a phenomenal, amazing fighter. But he broke him in that fight. Pettis hurt him. Tony right. didn't go down. And then he got back up, and Pettis was like, what the hell? You know? And he's not going to be able to do that with, with Gagey. You could – the whole time, I was like, you look Gagey right in the eye. I'm like, man, I'm going to beat you. I'm like, I'm going to beat your ass. He's like, hey, man, someone's going to do it someday. He's he's not afraid right. to lose. 
He comes to win and he's not afraid to lose. And, uh, and there's not many people built like him, you know, and Tony's just a different animal too. So you have two of the guys with the biggest hearts in there fighting each other, two guys that are never going to give up. One has more tools, but I think Justin has more power and Tony's better at jujitsu, but I think Justin's a better wrestler. And also if you get him down, like good luck holding him down, it's nearly impossible if you watch all his fight. So I think it's, it's a, a coin flip of a fight if I ever saw one. Really? You think it's a coin yeah. flip? Wow. No, I, 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 what you said at first about Ferguson tools, man, that motherfucker is an elbow machine. Number one, and I think that Justin's going, he's going, he's going to run into one of those elbows. I just feel like he's going to run into one of those elbows, man. Really yeah, I don't know, but, but Tony starts getting crazy and then when he gets touched, he might get, he might be in trouble. Shane, this guy fought him though. I know he fought Jake. I'm saying, but Ferguson's a fucking weirdo. You know, he's a, you, <laughs> he is a, no, come on. You can tell no, it's dude, no, no, I know what you're saying. He does, he does. You know, you feeling. You're not you, don't win fight, you don't win fights by being weird, though. I mean, come on. There's a lot of weird people out there. They're not fucking... You know what I mean by weird? He does some shit. You go, what What was that? Yeah, no, know? Did, did, did Gacy hurt you or did he overwhelm you? It seemed like he overwhelmed you, right? Yeah, I wasn't... When I was in it the whole time. I, he just hit me once and I fell and the ref stopped it. But, uh, you know, he was taking over the fight, so... I would have kept fighting if they let me, but I don't think it was it was bad. I was kind of getting my ass kicked, so um, it's okay. It's all I good. Ask you, one of your fights I watched, an LFA fight, where you went behind the guy and did like a Kevin Randleman and Fedor toss on him, like fucking back suplex. How do you do that with one arm? I mean, what the? how do you get that grip for real? Hang out. Like this. Just, uh, I just grabbed my bicep and I hear clamps and hear pinches. So if I can get around you, if you're a skinny boy, I'm going to suck uh, you in and pinch my elbows. Right. And then, and then I could go. It's not a complete souple if you watch it. It wasn't like clean. I don't know if I would have got five points. You'd have to rewatch it. Um, yeah. But I definitely would have got, I think I would have got three points at least. Yeah, no, I thought it was five. I was like, I was wondering, I'm like, how the, cause I'm like thinking maybe your arm comes not around him and like, I'm like, how strong is his fucking right arm? But that makes sense that you actually gripped it, huh? Yeah, I, I got behind him and then he started like, like he was gonna give me a nogi or something. So, <laughs> like, like, toss his motherfucker. <laughs> By the way, I say that you're always telling me to roast you and make one arm jokes. And I do. I go, right at Nick Newell's auctioning off, never been I used. Told you, I never uh, told you to, to roast me. Yeah, you do. I go, hey, you, you always retweet the jokes I make about you. And then yeah, other people, I don't, I don't tell you to make them. I just retweet them. Oh, I'm well, in my, oh, the truth comes out. Well, in my mind, the truth comes out. Right. In my mind, you told me to make them. All right. <laughs> but, but other people get upset. They're like, you make fun of a guy with one arm. I'm like, this fucking guy's retweeting them. Like, this is bullshit. Yeah. People, well. Yeah, I mean, people get mad, tell other people, they get mad about things that they feel other people should be mad about. If that makes any sense. Like, people feel that. But, like, I get that it's a joke. I don't know. I'm, I'm kinda, I don't wanna get too into it, cause I don't like to ostracize people with, with political feelings. I understand if people are upset with things, but I'm not the most PC guy ever. I make fun of all my friends all the time for all types of, <laughs> types of things. You know? <laughs> And it's like, it's just a joke. Like, it's your friends. It's a joke. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I was like, because because I'll make a joke like Google has better hands. If if today, if you saw like your Puerto Rican friend and you were like, "Hey, happy Cinco de Mayo," and (laughs) some people would would be like, "Hey, man, that's racist." You know, but like your friends, like ah, oh, man, you're funny. You know, like, <laughs> it's a joke. It depends who who you're yeah, you're saying. Right. It's on the individual. I'm not making fun of all people with one arm. Just you. Right. Yeah, just me. It's so right. All right. As long as I have rights, as long as I can do everything that everyone else is, and I'm allowed to do it. I don't really care what people say. Well, yeah. that's the thing. It's like you're not even like probably the most capable human being with one arm ever. Like this is not like. This is a guy with one arm that will beat your fucking ass. Like, it's not like you're just making fun of some, like, little kid. Like, ha-ha, you don't have an arm. Like, no. Like, <laughs> this guy can stand up for himself. It's well, a okay. lot of the times the jokes are like... I'm saying, I'm a lot of times they're like... Mr. A lot of times they're misdirected jokes. Like, you can say it because you're a comedian and you're funny sometimes. But... <laughs> but, like, if if you... So, say that this is the, this is the way I look at... at one arm jokes. If you're like in a wheelchair, you can make fun of me for like my arm all day, and you can say the most messed up things. You get a pass, right? Like if you have like cerebral palsy, you get like a pass, you know. And uh, and you could just you could roast me on that all you want. Or if you're friends, that's it. Right. But anyone else, you can't say that shit. I'll be well, a lot ass. of times I try to misdirect it. Well, I'll be like I'll be like Nick Newell has better hands than Ben Askren. So yeah. it's more about fucking Ben Askren. Okay. <laughs> I want to ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Uh, what is the best feeling you had fighting wise? Like just out of all of, the, what's the best thing you said? Oh, this is the best out of everything. Like we were. Like, I mean, uh, there probably comes down to to two moments when I uh, when I won the XFC belt. It might not have been a huge deal to some people, but it was a humongous deal to me at the time. And to be honest with you, I saw that fight, and and uh, the guy I fought, Eric Reynolds, he just beat a jiu-jitsu world champion. Wow. And and uh, and people were like, "Oh, you'll tap him out easy." People were telling me that, like, "No, you'll get him. Like, you'll be able to beat him. You can tap. You can tap him out." And I and I was like, "Um, I was like, yeah, 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 I, I believe you, but I didn't like really truly believe it. You know, everyone wants to look at me like I'm just." mental giant but sometimes i have my moments and sometimes i'm unstoppable it just depends on the moment and, and stuff like that and 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 i grow every day with with stuff and self-belief and, and self-realization but um i really like was a huge i was a big underdog in that fight and uh and when i beat him it was it was big because i surprised myself at how easy i was able to do it and he was a very tough guy and then the other one was my bellator debut honestly was was great for me because um, the, one of my goals as a child was to, to fight in that arena. It's it was ten minutes from my house. Oh, cool! Awesome. So, awesome. like, the hotel was further than my house. <laughs> yeah, but what, what bothered me about about Bellator is like they weren't putting on the main card. I'm like, here's a dude that has a huge fan base, inspiring to so many people. You're yeah, gonna- but I wouldn't I wouldn't sign with them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, sign a deal with them. That's why. Uh, I just did the, the one fight deal. I did the one fight deal because the money they offered me was good, but it wasn't great, and I wanted to show my worth. So I asked them. I said, "Can I do one fight? I don't really care too much about the money." And they still took good care of me for someone doing a one fight deal. And I said, "I want to show you guys 
my worth and, 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 and win this fight and put on a show. So, so you guys will, will sign me long term. And, um, I've known, I, I mostly do most of my business with, uh, I, I have people that help me, but, um, Rich, I have a good relationship with Rich and, uh, I like Scott, but I mostly go to Rich and he, he was like, yeah, that sounds fair. And they gave me that shot. So I wasn't, uh, technically signed with them. So okay. I want to make sense for me to uh, go. That makes, that makes more sense. Cause I was like, dude. I was like, what? I'm only watching this card basically for you. No, I mean, no offense to the other guys in the car, but you were the person I was like looking forward to it. And then when you find a, a fourth fight deal, I'm like, that, of course. Like, it's just, I mean, you bring in a huge fan base. People love watching you fight. You're never really in boring fights. It's always interesting. And, uh, and you're 15 and three. So it's like 16, 16 and three. So it's like, oh. why, why would they not put you on? I mean, give me a, give me a break that, you know, to me, you're, you're, you're one of the bankable stars. It actually pissed me off in the UFC on the contender series because you, you took that fight on short notice, what, like a week or two, and they put you up against an all-American wrestler who was undefeated who just held you down for three rounds. And I was like, eh, you know, come on. Yeah, I mean, really, Gage is the only person to ever uh, beat me up in a fight. That fight, Munoz hit me twice. He hit me with a cross that was pretty good. And uh, um, an elbow that was pretty good, but that was it the whole fight. And but he was so strong, like he was like a brick wall. And he's really good. I think he has a bright future both on the feet and on the ground. He's very good, and I couldn't really do anything to him. So I definitely I felt like I, I lost that fight, even though I almost knocked him out with the kick and, and the choke was tight. But um, you know they just gave me the hardest uh, fight they could because they just wanted to get rid of me. Um, but I was like, when they gave it to me, I was like, that's what I want. I was like. I was like, you know, screw it. Like, I'll take this fight. Like, I don't care how good this guy is. I, I, I'm i going to beat him and I'm going to show everyone. And then I, I didn't, which sucks. But I definitely, I had a good camp. I came in well prepared and, and I was ready to fight him and to win that fight. It just wasn't my night. Yeah, well, it's all right, man. I, like, I honestly think it's like, yeah, I mean, everything happens for a reason. And uh, you're going to be bigger and better. Do they have a, um, do they reschedule the Bellator fight? Um, no, not yet. I, I was actually, I did a, um, a zoom. I had a, a zoom meeting with, uh, the, with Rich, the matchmaker. And we were just like having a chat and a few other people that fight. Uh, and we were talking with Virgil, the wrestler. It was like more like a joke. And then, uh, and just kind of picking his brain and like making some, uh, I'll guard jokes and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys, but it's like, he's funny. So, and then I just kind of casually talked to him. I know they're doing like, I think they're doing a, a soundstage thing. So I told him I'll be ready by like October. My, my, my wife's pregnant right now, uh, with our second kid. So I kind of want to, um, have the child. Yeah. And, and kind of get used to, yeah, and get, and get used to having two children because one is pretty hard with both our schedules because she's a speech pathologist and she works like all the time and I work all the time and we have to really juggle our schedules. Um, so, uh, we rely on her mom a lot to, to take care of our son, but I want to help make sure she's get, she gets adequated and we get in a, a good pattern, something that works before I take a fight. So October, November should be good for me to come back. And final question. So I saw in a college, you were roommates with a pro wrestler who lost 257 fights in a row. Uh, 
you couldn't help him out at all? Like, what, what, what's this guy's name? Who is the guy you were roommates with? And why did he lose 257 fights in a row? <laughs> fights or matches? Or matches. Wrestling? Matches. Yeah, uh, I don't know. They should have booked him better. I mean, he's a great guy. Uh, Brian Myers. He was Kurt Hawkins in the WWE. And, uh, and he runs his own gym, um, create a pro, pro wrestling, and he does well, and he has a family. And uh, he's a great guy, and obviously his gimmick was to lose, but then he ended up winning the tag team title, so it was good. I mean, to get in the WWE and be there for, like, over 10 years and, and yeah. win titles is, is pretty impressive. They, they must like you. So it would have been nice if he got more of a push, uh, you know. I know I, point I, where I, you're I, like, hey, man, can't you win one? I mean, 257 in a row? One of my letting them make you lose. <laughs> One of my other training partners, current training partners, uh, a guy Tom Matera. He he was um, Antonio Thomas in the WWE, and it was this tag team called the Heartthrobs, and they had like a Night at the Roxbury gimmick, <laughs> and they lost awesome. everything. They lost every single match. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I was like, don't, if you're, I have one guy right now, he's awesome. I love going to his shows. This guy's name's Wrecking Ball Ligurski. He's like a big guy and he comes on, he screams and like everyone hits the walls and like around here, he's like a big deal. Like people really like him, but he's got to stop training, training at my gym if he wants to win these wrestling matches. Cause I'm yeah. bad. I'm bad luck for the wrestlers. Yeah. All the wrestlers that hang out with you lose. Like they, they never, <laughs> they never win, man. Like that's. Yeah. So I gotta, uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell him like, man, maybe you should find another gym if you want to be a pro wrestler. <laughs> so, so, so Tyler's a brown belt. You're like a nerdy jiu-jitsu guy. Any questions for the great Nick Newell? I, I actually had a question about. I, so I used to train. I didn't really used to train with him. I trained with him a couple times, uh, but he was a family friend. Baxter Humby. Um, was that a guy like that you kind of looked up to growing up? Not growing up, but coming up, starting your fight career. or I mean, do you even know who he is? I've met Baxter before. before oh, nice. Before my first fight, I flew out to L.A. And uh, and I trained with him a little bit. I probably maybe got like uh, four or five sessions in with him. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really know um, what I was doing back then. I was just like, oh, I want to fight. And I was more of a wrestler. But it was cool. I was like, I have to meet this guy because this guy um, kind of paved the, the way for, for people like, like me and limb different people. And I might be the first guy that's doing MMA, but to me, like kickboxing is like, wow, this guy's amazing. He's a world champion, good, uh, great kickboxer. And I, and I look up to him and I still look up to him. He's amazing. And, uh, and now you have another, another guy. I was actually just, I did a, a zoom meeting and I was picking his brain and, and getting some technique from him. This guy, uh, Jake Peacock, he's a one-handed fighter. I've and he fights for, yeah, look him up. Yeah. Um, yeah. He fights for Lion Fight, and oh. he he's four and zero with four knockouts. Wow! Wow! And and, uh, and oh man, he's so fast and he's so quick. Me, yeah. I, I'm I'm a good striker and and I beat people. I'm not as dynamic as him though. I just kind of walk people down and, and and just work off my jab. But he can switch stances, bah, 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 real quick angles, everything. He's amazing and he's young too. He's only like 22 oh. years old, so um, it's cool seeing the the next generation. Kind of being that guy in the middle. Wean right yeah. dog, without any making any fisting jokes. Any uh, any questions for the great Nick uh, Newell here? No, man. There's a lot of respect towards you. Uh, you're a huge inspiration, and uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. 
Thank you. Thank you. And uh, that's that's dope, man. That you you got it. You got another kid on the way, and I hope everything works out and it's safe and sound and everything. So, Nick, where can people follow you? Uh, at Notorious Newell on Instagram and uh, Twitter. It's the same handle at Notorious Newell. Uh, you can just look up Notorious Nick Newell on facebook and get me i'm usually pretty responsive on the instagram and twitter stuff um uh, i'm i might switch my nickname to murder hornet but i haven't made up my hell yeah fuck yeah dude please do that please do that well so take care man and be safe see you brother peace man he's definitely that's a good dude man yeah right yeah uh, no I, I think that when you see that it it makes me feel like anytime I you want to bitch about things and you see how dedicated he is, and I'm like, man, I need to shut up. Yeah. You know, like, I, have two, I have two arms. Don't do half the shit he does with one arm. Right, exactly, exactly. Right. So it makes you, it really makes you put things in perspective, yeah. man. This guy's running a fucking gym. He's got two kids. He's running yeah, I know. <laughs> He's got a fight coming up. He's, like, training every day. He's mad that he can't do train more. He's signing people up. He's teaching classes. Yeah, so I mean that's what I mean. It put it makes you go. You know what? I need to really start. You yeah. know, step my game up, man. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> now, I was going to ask you guys because the fight. Because Adam was right. He said he's excited about the fight. He said I'm going to move my Zoom show because I'm going to watch that fight. But but like on, on the lineup, who do you got? Because I mean, I already kind of went through it and went. Oh, I already have everybody picked that I think is going to win. But I'm only excited about the main card. Uh, no, I'm excited about uh, Ngannou and Ngannou versus Rosenstreak. That's a that's a fight that I'm looking forward. I, I just think Ngannou is 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 uh, one yeah, of the other dude can bang too, man. He can, uh, yeah, he can have, he can bang, but Ngannou is. Awesome. I'm excited about uh, Carla Esparza versus Karate Hottie. That's a good one. Uh, Greg Hardy versus Jorgen DeCastro. Greg Hardy's always good. A fucking that guy. Either he like kicks you. Always an entertaining and, fight. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a, a favorite too. Illegally. Or he whips out an, an inhaler, or like it's like what what it's like what weird thing is he gonna do this time? <laughs> like what's he gonna do next? That's weird. Yeah, like what illegal fucking and and, and it's he already comes with so much baggage from the NFL. He got kicked out of the Cowboys for for like allegedly beating up his girlfriend and all this other shit. So it's like he goes to the UFC. Everyone's mad at him, mad at Dana for signing this guy. Dana's like, we got to give him a second chance, and then he he fucking kicks a guy when he's losing the guy's coming back he illegally pride kicks the guy in the head and then he has an inhaler and i didn't know but he kind of cleared it so it wasn't his fault it was in texas it was yeah, also apparently yeah apparently it was cleared by the commission they knew before yeah, yeah so it's almost like you like wonder if he's you remember back in the day the wrestler would like like put grace like that stuff in his mouth and spray it into the guy's face and blind yeah. him like, like I wonder if that's gonna happen, or if like the lights are gonna go out, and all of a sudden the other guy's gonna be knocked out, and everyone's like, "What the sand, fuck happened?" Or, come out with some sand in his hands. <laughs> 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 he's gonna have like a manager that's gonna distract the person. He's gonna hit Batman the smoke balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. It's like you wonder what weird shit's gonna go on this time. Hey, I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd watch. I, you get one thing from Batman's utility belt to bring in the cage with you. Yeah, like, like, yeah, let's go. Like, remember the killer bees, the the, the wrestling? They were yes. like, 
But there was like six of them. They would roll in and out from underneath the ring, and there'd be like two other bees, and this bee would you come. Never out. knew which one was actually in there. That, that that fight, I'm not looking forward to. I just think whatever. Um, karate hottie for sure. Yeah. I think karate hottie. I mean, if, if you're gonna go that between the two, I I'd pick her for sure because she really. I'm, other than I'm a fan of hers, and not people said she's only popular because she's good looking. I'm like, no. no, no, no. no. By the, way, by the way, there's a huge feud going on right now with uh, Curtis Blades and Pearl Gonzalez. Oh, Random that's... feud of the week. So Pearl Gonzalez is like this smoking hot chick that used to be in gangs in Chicago and then like got her life together. And she's on Instagram. She's always like half naked. She's got big fucking fake tits and beautiful girl, yada, yada. But kind of looks like like that girl, like kind of has like a Jenny from the block thing. Like you, you can tell she's been around the block a little bit, but just, ah, you know, sort of like, you know, like she's not like, she doesn't have that like Paige Van Zandt. When first came out, she's looked like the farmer's daughter thing. Like this girl looks like, so. She'll fuck, she'll fuck so, you. So yeah. Right? She'll fuck like, you. She'll, she'll yeah. fuck you and then kick you out. Right. So, yeah, Curtis, exactly. so Curtis Blades puts a post up like, you know, women's MMA, some of these girls are only where they are because of their fucking posting their ass and tits on the internet. And you can't tell me that Rachel Ostevich or Paige Van Zant are worthy of skill level of being a, a main event fighter, right? And then someone says, what about Pearl Gonzalez? You go, oh, well, her too. Her striking is, hasn't evolved in five years and she's only famous because she wiggles her tits and her ass on Instagram. He's got uh, a point. Well, I have- Wow. I have different thoughts about this. Uh, number one, it's not as deep as the men's division, the women's division. Right. So you really can't compare the skill level of women's MMA to men's MMA. It's just a lot more. There's more college wrestlers coming out. There's more fighters. There's more this, that. It's less, you know? So you probably wouldn't have somebody with, like, a man equivalent to a Paige Van Zandt or Ostevich because – They'd still maybe be in the LFA at that. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's not as deep. It's it's not as deep. You know, you don't get women. Yeah. I mean, even Cynthia Cavillo, who we had on yesterday, started fighting at like 21, 22. Lauren Murphy started at 23, 24, and now they're ranked top 10 in the world. You yeah. know, whereas that, that's not going to happen. Most men, 21 year old men, who walk into a gym for the first time, are not going to be top 10 in the world by age 31, unless they have like freakish power, like an Engano or something, or it's and they're in the, the heavyweight division, which may be the weakest division, or even 125. It's just not going to happen, right? right. So let's, let's start with that. The premise is off there because you can't equate it, not right now at least. I mean, yeah, you're going to have the Joanna Young and you're going to have the, the Zhang Wellies, and you're going to have, have you're always going to have world class, like the world class world beaters, and then there's going to be low, and then adjust. It's going to be a big drop. It's, it's going to be a big drop. And yeah. All right. So that being said. All right, so the premise is off. But you have to understand also that, like, those women, they have a big fan base, and it is and it is a business, you know? Yeah. So if Rachel Ostevich and also Paige Van Zandt, are, they, they make the sport kind of look good in a lot of ways because you have a beautiful – Ronda Rousey made the sport look amazing. You have a beautiful girl on TV fighting. And people are like, whoa, whoa, wait, that's that's what fighters look like? That, and also Paige Van Zandt has the – she was on Dancing with the Stars. She has the endorsements. She has the body armor shit. You know, Rachel Ostevich has the Hawaiian look thing going for her. her but so I understand it both I, – I understand where he's coming from, but it's not like 
right now there's at the end of the day it's sports entertainment it's not just a sport fighting is not just purely a sport it's sports entertainment so like you're gonna have to have some of those fighters that they're yeah they're not all gonna be Jose Aldo's and Conor McGregor's and they're and not but they're also Silver, not taking the but place they're bringing something else and they're making money for the company so it's like they're also not taking the place of a million people that could be there exactly there are taking they may be a couple people some people but it's like look Sage Northcutt didn't deserve necessarily to be there based on his skill level um right. and I think that was pretty evident when he got to the the the, 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 the higher level and CM Punk I mean, if you're going to get mad at Rachel Osovich or yeah. uh, Paige Van Zandt. Definitely be mad at Sam Punk. What? Like, oh, uh, shit. I mean, that dude had never had a, an amateur fight. Uh, yeah. At least Paige Van, Paige Van Zandt also has beaten Felice Herrig. Uh, she's beaten a decent amount of people. Yeah, there was a time when Paige, like, it was looking like she was going to be climbing up to the upper echelons. And then, you know... She gets yeah. she gets a couple a couple. But you know, so I I understand what he's saying. I just think that there's uh, it, it's not like uh, there's a million other people that are that they're taking the spot of. Well, also it's not ta- they're not taking his spot either. It's like yeah. they're not going to be like, oh, okay, we're going to scrap this this one fifteen women's fight for a heavyweight men's fight. Right. Like it's never going to happen. Right. So if you think like they're taking your spot on the card, then you don't. And also, I think that he's also wrong when he – because Pearl Gonzalez, I've actually been following her career, has gotten a lot better. And she's also a girl that started, you know, she came out – and her whole thing was like, look, I was in in jail, and I read more books than you have uh, in jail, you with a college degree, right? That was her – and then he said – and then she said, you can't even complete a sentence or something. And he came back with, I have a speech impediment. It was like fucking, it got, it got, it got weird. But uh, it, it was it was under like no, weird. But you got, what, what you're saying though, he, it's a false equivalency. You can't, you can't even really compare it. And, and like you said, there's way more male fighters. It's not even close. So to let in a few that are kind of hot and they can bang a little bit, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the business. Yeah. It, it's, it's yeah, part of the course. I actually, I don't really like. I'm more. I lean more towards the fighting side of it than the entertainment side of it. I, I, I like. That's the part I value. As do I. But the fact remains, like. But you still like somebody that talks shit too. Multi-billion. I mean, it's also unfortunately, unfortunately too. Like I hate to say this because I'm looking like a hypocrite because I get so mad at Bellator for having like. Ken Shamrock, Hoist Gracie, 37, and then burying, like, Nick Newell or fucking Darian Caldwell or whoever, right, or Antonio McGee, who should be there. But you put, like, our Ostovich versus Paige Van Zant. First of all, you, the guys' wives are going to tune in. But what are you watching, you know? And also, the next fighters going to have more eyes on them, too. Like, that's going to create more of a, of, of a draw. So the, right. so the Darren Elkins, who fights after him, the Darren Elkins Chaz Skelly fight is now going to get more people watching it. More people to watch it, right? You, whatever, whatever gets them in the door, and then you get to see real fighters. Not that women aren't real fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get to see some really good talent. That's the way I, I, I. That's why when Conor McGregor first came out, I was like, "Is it a hype train or can this do really bang?" And then when he backed it up, then Ooh. I was like, "Oh shit, he can actually back it up." But a lot of people. 
that talk shit, I mean, most of them, not all of them, they get housed. A lot of them get yeah. I Well, I think at certain, a certain level, like, you know, like, like Colby Covington, I, I think is a, is a, you know, I think the number two best fighter in the world right now, 170, behind Usman, right? Or maybe Masvidal, maybe three, okay? Three, I'd say three. It's all, yeah, it's all. It's maybe, a- maybe, right? But a lot of these guys, they don't get housed, but they talk shit. But there's only a certain point you could talk shit to. So when (laughs) number 20 guy, 15 guy, 10 guy, 7 guy, 6 guy, but then when they get to the number 1 guy, it's a different story. You know? Kobe Covington, Covington, all of that shit he talked, I saw so many memes about what his jaw broke, where they showed him getting his jaw broke. And if, if anything, I think it was a backlash. From It was more like, dude, you talked all this shit. You said you were going to beat the shit out of him. And he kind of broke your jaw. He flat yeah, out. But at the same time, first of all, that was a an even fight going into the fifth. It was an even fight, but then towards the end, though, I mean, he he really was taking it. To, he was getting he was getting banged, man. Are you kidding me? That, I mean, he was. I had him winning the fight. He didn't, he didn't break his jaw, by the way. But they said no. He, he thought he broke his jaw in the fight. Oh, he pulled his corner. Yeah. All the memes are showing the picture. Oh, of yeah, it was nasty. They, they, people went in on him. It wasn't I, broken. It, it wasn't broken. Job, but, <laughs> but he he was getting clocked. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was getting clocked. And Usman, even though I don't really, I'm not a huge fan of his, but that motherfucker did bring it, and it was a close fight. He brought it, and towards the end is when you have to bring it. So I, when I see a fighter in the last round go that hard, I go that motherfucker got a different heart. It was, it was, they both, they both have extreme heart. What's what's funny though was I was at the fight, right? And it was, Shane, you would have laughed at this. So they, they introduced Usman. Everyone's like, you know, going crazy and everyone's booing Colby, right? And the lights go down and you hear Colby. (laughs) Like people were like, didn't want to be like, it was sort of like, (laughs) as Colby supporters, (laughs) but like all of a sudden the lights went down and all these people were like, wait a minute, where the fuck? People were like, where the hell are these people coming from? But so you think Colby Covington, like when he comes back, that he's going to, I mean, I thought he was going to fight Monsadol. He's going to give everyone problems. Uh, including Usman, but Usman's wrestling is, uh, it was, it's like, I mean, he almost made the Olympic team, you know, he yeah. trained at the Olympic center for three years. So, or four years, Usman is that good of a wrestler. So that's going to be a tough fight for Colby because they're so equally matched, but anybody that doesn't have that kind of wrestling is going to have a tough time with Colby because his work rate is so fucking amazing it's on level 10 and people can't match the output like I mean, Robbie people, Lawler. People exactly after the Usman fight, people forgot what Kobe did to Robbie Lawler. Like Robbie Lawler, Damian, like, Ma- Damian Maya, uh, you know, these guys, I mean, this is not a prime Robbie Lawler. No, I disagree. That's a, it's not a prime he, Robbie Lawler. He doesn't get tired. The guy could run. No, if he fought a younger, Robbie Lawler, I just don't think it'd have been the same. You keep- oh, you mean like the Robbie Lawler that picked Ben Askren up over his head and threw him on the ground, and beat the shit out of him? Well, no, I know. I mean, you, but you know what I mean, Robbie but Lawler. It was the work rate, dude. It was the work. Robbie Lawler has ne- always been a great fighter, and he and he. I, he's one of my favorites. One of the best. Okay. I mean, the Roy McDonald fights were amazing. Amazing. But, but the work rate of Colby Covington is just going to give anyone problems. Is yeah. it's because 
Unless, even like a guy like Tyron Woodley, right? Woodley, who, who I love, a good friend of mine, and he has, he's got a good shot of knocking anyone out. I mean, he could knock anyone the fuck out. But that's what's going to be very interesting because you have the work rate of Colby versus the power of Woodley, right? So what's going to, what's going to give, you know? I think, I think that I, I, because I watched some of uh, Tyron Woodley's past fights, it seems like, he he has that one punch oh shit power, yeah. like like where you are watching it as a person watching it you go oh shit, like and and just like Usman has that wrestling where you watch his wrestling you go oh shit. And also, it's which Tyrant shows up? Is it the Tyrant Woodley, the hungry, angry, on it Tyrant Woodley? I yeah. mean, people people still forget that Woodley knocked out a, a fucking guy from England. Uh, what's his name? Darren Till. Darren Till. I mean, oh, you choked him out. Oh yeah, because well, well, Till, yeah, dropped him and then choked him he out. He dropped him first. It was dropped when he like, dropped. People him forget because Till looked so good against Gastelum, and Woodley did not look good against Usman. It's almost like they flipped places in people's minds. Right. But when they fought, Woodley obliterated them. You know, uh, so uh, you know, I, I'm interested. So yeah, my my question, my, my answer is Colby's gonna give anyone problems because of his work rate. Uh, it just, it just, those kind of fighters give people problems. I mean. But you know what else made Kobe be on the map? All of that Trump supporter stuff, all of the. Oh yeah, of course. So, but it's so, not, so, right, that's the like, show part. That's the like, show part. But look, yeah. at, but look at Clay Guida, right? Clay Guida on paper will never be no, will, will never, will never be, have the same status as Nate Diaz, as RDA, and as other guys, but he beat them. Right. Like he, he he because because of the work rate, they right. they couldn't they oh, couldn't keep up with him. Styles man. So Colby in some ways is like a more skilled Clay Guida in right you know, a little bit more. Uh, uh, his striking's a little yeah. bit more. right. I agree. That's Define. a great Adam. That's a great way to put it. So yeah. it's like I mean Clay Guida has I think he has a win over Pettis too, right? Doesn't Guida win over Pettis? So but like those guys will always. In everyone's mind, be ranked higher than Clay Guida, right? They're always going to be like, Guida's not marketable." Of course, we also lost more fights and blah blah blah. And no, 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 I mean, that's part of it—the marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just the work rate. Anyway, this has been so much fun. You guys are the best. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Say goodbye. Say bye. 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 Say bye. Oh, that's so good. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Twins. I love you. Take care, guys. All right, yes. man. Boys. Tunis, <laughs> <laughs>